Peace, everybody. This is Ewood Annie Star, host of the Dynasty Podcast, and boy, do I have a treat for you guys. Yeah, man, I have a guest today. The follow through with Clips and Drew. Man, am I excited to have these guys on the podcast. Big fan of their show. They're a podcast duo out of LA. My man Clips and my man Drew. They got to promote their new t shirt called Mood Swings with Kyrie Irving on it. Kyrie Irving is sitting on a swing. And um, if you're familiar with um, their whole story, Mood Swings, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of hilarious, man. So I, I kind of want, wanted them to talk about that. And of course, talking about Clippers, Lakers, Knicks, Nets. We get into it, man. So this is a very special podcast, man. So thank you for tuning in. Without further ado, Clips and Drew on the Dynasty Podcast. Let's go. Yo, Clips and Drew, this is Ewood Annie Star. You guys can hear me? What's up, fam? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you pretty good, man. You guys can hear me? I can hear you good, man. What's good? What up, man? Yeah, chilling, chilling, man. Wish I was in LA. It's nice you got the guy you guys got the good weather over there. Oh, dude, we live at the beach too, fam. Like <laughs> it, it's seventy it's seventy-four every day here, son. Oh man, lucky lucky you guys, man. Right now it's like thirty something over here. Oh my god. Where where you know and everything already. You definitely got the New York accent, bro. <laughs> well you, you guys got the Cali accent too, definitely. You got you guys got a heavy over there. Facts. Yeah. Well, let's um. I know we're gonna talk about basketball, but I, I just want to really jump right into that um that mood swings thing. Just um, tell me about the that new T-shirt you guys got. So, you know, we we found it we found it pretty funny. Just when uh, was it Doris Burke that came out with the story about Kyrie? No, and it was Jackie McMullen. Jackie McMullen came out with the story. I'm sure you heard more about it in New York than we did. Yeah. But, um, about Kyrie and his mood swings and how it was affecting his team, you know? Mm-hmm. And it kind of explained a lot to us because obviously Kyrie is a special dude, you know? Yeah. Um, and so we just kind of ran with the mood swings and we have a really great artist um, who we can, this is our first, first release out of many t-shirts that we're going to do, but we had an idea of just like, okay, Kyrie on a swing set by himself. Moves. <laughs> yeah. when, when, I, when I first saw it, man, I, I thought that was the funniest shit I've ever seen, man. Okay. And, but yeah. you, you know why you find it funny, though, is because you understand. Basketball fans that, that mm-hmm. are connected and they have their ear to the street and actually, you know, care about uh, what's going on in the NBA, basketball fans get that. Yeah. yeah. Now, I also had a lot of people that were like, well, you know, he could be bipolar and mental health is a really big issue. So a lot of people kind of got upset about it. But I was more like, yo, this is Kyrie. Like he's the mo- one of the most gifted athletes players we've ever seen, you know. Right. And he just might be an asshole, you know, like Kyrie just might be an asshole, dude. Yeah, I feel the same way. You, you can't have it both ways. You know, when the guys are doing great and stuff like that, they want the praise. But then when they start getting their little moody things, you know what I'm saying? They, they got to be able to take it, take it both ways. They can't have um, the cake and eat it too, you know? Right. If you want to – look, Kyrie's always he, – he wanted to be the man in, in Boston, and that shit did not work out. Mm-hmm. And now he, <clears throat> he, want, he wanted to be the man in Cleveland. Listen, dude, how do you leave a prime LeBron James – was he prime? Yeah. I guess you could say prime yeah, LeBron James. And then, and then you get handed this amazing Celtics team with all this young talent. 
you know, Tatum and Brown, they had a really good Baines and you got Rogier and, and, and Marcus Smart and, and, and Al Horford, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and then that doesn't work out. And now you go to a team where you are the man, at least for this season. Until, yeah. Until KD comes back. Till KD comes back. Um, and I think he can't wait for KD to come back because to take yep. some pressure off him. Facts. Yeah, I think I think so too, man. Just um, just this, his whole demeanor. It just for for me as because uh, I you know the, the whole thing we we were supposed to get Duran and all that, but it, it wasn't us that was saying it, it was the media that was saying it. You know, so it's like this whole swirl. So so when it didn't happen, and then like it started really to come out of him and about about coming, you know, that he just wanted to be with the Nets and this that, and the other. It's, it's just um. It's almost like embarrassing. It's just embarrassing that whole that whole thing, you know. And from from being from New York, there's so many different media outlets. Everybody's always talking junk, and they always throw it back at us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like like it's, I feel I feel like we're like the Knicks fans are the, are the ones that are that are like bipolar or, or whatever, you know. But we we can't say that. We can't defend ourselves. We get we get smashed every day in the media. Yeah, you guys might have dodged a bullet here though. Like big picture, it's possible that this worked out better for you than having him. You know, be be at the Knicks by himself because I mean, shit. Mm. I know, you know, like, would knowing what you know about Kyrie, would you want him on the Knicks still? Not well. I, I'm one of the few guys that didn't want nothing to do with um Kyrie or Durant. You know, just for the for their personalities. Because right. I mean, like they, who? They like who? Well, um, just just for the, for their personalities because um, you know, the, the, you know, Durant likes to be in uh, on Twitter. He responds to everybody on Twitter. And then just um Kyrie, you say anything about Kyrie, and he gets on um right in front of the media, and he starts complaining like, oh, you know, you guys don't know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, how dare you, you know, kind of really defensive. But um, in with the Nets, he can do that because nobody gives a nobody gives a fuck about the Nets, you know what I'm saying? Like Is nobody that, cares. About- are you just saying that as a Knicks fan? Because listen, dude, and this is actually really good that you have both of us on the show. Yeah. Oh, I I come from I'm I've been a diehard Clipper fan my whole life, right? Like I'm mm-hmm. born and bred. I am the legit. Clipper fan and Drew is a diehard Laker fan, right? Right. And we've always been the little brothers down the hall. You know what I'm saying? And the Knicks this past summer, first of all, let me tell you, I was in New York City. I was in Madison or not Madison Square. I was in Times Square on draft night. Um, I go out to New York once a year to play basketball. And I was with some homies in Times Square watching the draft because everybody in New York thought they were getting Zion, right? You guys (laughs) – you you got everybody thought you were getting Zion, right? Yeah, including the the um the lottery. I just knew it. I just, yeah. Right. Once everybody started dropping, I was like, yo, the Knicks are the last. We had to get the number one pick, but you, you know. had and but but with Knicks luck, right? So I I feel like me and you, uh, a Clipper fan to 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 Nick fan, I think we're like switching roles now because the whole the whole reason you guys are in the situation you are. I think Kevin Durant and Kyrie would have loved to play for the Knicks, except for your management and your owner is is horrific, dog. Like, yeah, he's yeah, really I, I, can't, I can't, yeah, I can't defend none of that. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm telling you, in, in, in the streets here in New York, man, we 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 get like I, I'm I'm not afraid. I always wear my Knicks colors all the time, and I, I get I get I get bombarded all the time. You know, we got the subway system, you know, you know, heavy mass transit in New York, so we we get getting verbal fights all the time with um about the Knicks, man. So. All right. So what do you think about the little brothers down the street, though? Like, people want to play in Brooklyn, and they're, now they're going to be the hottest ticket in town. Um, and it's, you know, I, I just don't see the Knicks. The only way the Knicks are going to get better, homie, is if you guys get rid of the front office. And this is coming from a guy whose whole front office needed to be canned in order right. for us to rebuild 
And you guys haven't won in 30 fucking years. Been relevant. You know what I mean? Relevant. Well, 50. Going on 50 now. Okay, for winning a chip. I'm saying, yeah. you guys, 2009 was the last time, or, or 11 with Melo. When was right. that? Uh, well, 99 was like the last time they were in the finals, I think. It was 99, the, the lockout year. Yeah. Yeah. First. Um, but since then, that was the last time that there was a finals appearance. I don't know about playoffs, though. So, yeah, playoffs, playoffs, I think it was, you know, it was, it was the Melo year, that, that 54 win season. Right, right, right. So back to, Ky, back to Kyrie really quick in mood swings. Mm-hmm. He wants to put Kawhi and the Clippers like in this box now because we do the load management. You've heard load management, that, that word said a thousand times. Right. You know? And when I heard mood swings, I'm like, are we really getting that petty right now? This dude's getting $35 million a year. If you're going to be the leader of a team, dog, you're going to be the leader of men, you need to be able to take the criticism and and be able to deal with that and not, sh- you know, shun your teammates out because you're in, you're having a fucking bad day. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. That doesn't that, that, seem that's, like, that's like the main reason why. I'm sorry. That, that, that's the reason, main reason why I don't want them on the Knicks. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, on New York media, nobody, nobody covers the Nets. Even even like on Bleacher Report or whatever, there's not there's not as many um things on, on on the phone for for the Nets even when they win or lose. Like right now, the the Nets only got two games better than the Knicks right now, and nobody nobody really cares. Yeah, because Just every time, that's yeah, funny. that's funny. That's funny you say that because mm-hmm. the media would rather see the Knicks lose than the than the Nets win. You know what I'm right. saying? And the simple fact, and I don't I don't mean to be cutting you off, Drew. I know you want to. I'm sorry. Like throwing Fizdale under the bus. Fizdale is a really good. A really good coach, dude. Well, yeah. Look, I, what, what do you think about Fizdale? Well, Fizdale, well, I, you know, I watched the games, but so, so um, on paper, we, we have like four point guards. So we don't have a star. So you have to p- kind of play a traditional lineup. I've been saying this like crazy on the podcast, but the, the first game against San Antonio, what, what happened? He played um, Randall, excuse me, not Randall, um, RJ Barrett and um, Trey together at, um, in, the, in the backcourt. But, um, you know, you know, as the, as the games go on, we come to find out that. They wanted R.J. Barrett to be the point guard, you know, and then Trey at that first game, he only played seven minutes. And then I, I believe it was the next game. No, the, the next game was the next game. He got 20-something points. And then the game after that, you know, off the bench, after the game after that, he got a DMP. So it's like right off the bat, Fisdale doesn't know who his roster is. He doesn't know who to play. You know, so from from the jump, I just think that um that he's just pissing away our season just, just for the simple fact that he doesn't know who he has. You know, he got um Randall coming down as the point forward like he's LeBron James and – <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just ridiculous um, to me. You know, I, you know, I watch I watch every single game. You know, right. Like, and so, like, I think I I think the like the interesting question though is like, who who are you gonna bring in if you let's just say you fire him? Who the fuck is out there that hasn't been through the system or that is good enough to uh, want you like to want to be a head coach and good enough to like also understand that he's gonna be working for somebody. Like the ownership there in Dolan, like who would who would want to coach this team? Well, I, I'm gonna quote um Alan Hahn. I did it. I did it on my last pod. Um, Alan Hahn, he um quoted another guy from um from the Giants, or whatever. Yeah. He was saying that um these um these um the only people that that could really uh, function in New York are people that have blood on the ground. Uh-huh. You know that. Uh, Mark a, Jackson. Uh, Mark yeah, Jackson. Mark Jackson. You know, yeah. Mark Jackson or maybe Van Gundy, somebody that understands New York, that has blood in the building, blood understands what it what it is to win there, and they'll they'll be able to deal with all all everything that that's associated with it. You know. Okay, so I get that. I mm-hmm. really do. I I get that. I think 
and mind you, I'm not from New York, but I feel that you guys need to get rid of that mentality. Like, I, I feel that, first of all, half your players, none of your players are from New York, so why should the coach, like, be from New York? You feel me? I think yeah. you, you need – Fisdale is a really good coach, yeah. okay? He expects a lot out of his players. Just like Thibodeau is a really good coach, and he expects a lot out of his players. And sometimes the players just aren't ready for all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, But at the same time, they have to perform, right? Like, every coach has to deliver something. And if he's not showing progress or he's not figuring out, I mean, the shit, the, the season's but if, still young. But if you're handed a bag of shit like Fisdale was, even sure. though he's got talent, like, Randall's talent, yeah. homie. Randall's good. And Barrett is talent. Knox has talent, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you're handed a bag of shit, you can't expect it to be gold, right? And when your owner and GM throw you under the bus and basically make it your fault, if I'm Fisdale, and Fisdale said, I got two years on my contract to get paid, you know, like right. I'm going to get paid either way. Yeah, he's he's kind of ill with it, the, the way he's been um, he's been responding in the media and stuff. But um, my, my thing, my thing is with with the record. We were eight and two. That, that's when that's when all you know the 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 GM and the the president came out and made that little announcement, whatever. If we were four and six, nobody would really be be upset. No, you, you were know, two and eight, not eight and two. You were two. What's and that? Eight. You said yeah, we were two and eight. I'm sorry, that that's, okay. that was my imagination. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. Yeah. Um, and again, like I, I think you guys have a lot of talent. We really, Drew and I both really like Julius Randle. I really think R.J. Barrett is going to be somebody. I think, like the Lakers, the Knicks have a expectation to win now because you're the Knicks and you're the most valuable franchise in sports. Like, right. they're worth more than the Lakers, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, yeah. which they all yeah. Like, top five, like, probably, I think, in in all sports in the world right now. Yeah. Which yeah. which is wild, considering that you guys aren't winning. That's you know what brand. I mean? The brand. That's, that's the whole thing. So, tell me this. Your ideal – what would be your ideal um, – team or the next move that you can make to make you oh yeah (laughs) what do you think well i mean well that's that's um one of the one of the good things about um scott perry scott perry he gave us a a bunch of one-year contracts and stuff so every year we could play that game we can um either you know keep another say like a guy like marcus morris we can we can sign him again to like maybe a little bump for another year just right. to rent them, and then every like just every year we could just keep rotating that whole thing. Whoever's available, we can we can show them that we have the money, and then just hopefully on the court we could just keep showing them that you know the style of play that we would like to play. You know what I'm saying? Do you? I I think Morris is the only cat on your team that has that New York vibe, that tough vibe. I don't think that vibe works anymore though. What works in today's NBA is you need to put up fucking points. You right. You know what I'm saying? Clippers put up 150 in four quarters last night. Like you got to put up, you got to have a three point shooter. You got to have a player that gets to the free throw line and you got to have somebody that's a little polarizing, you know, right. RJ Barrett can be that guy. He's definitely not Zion. He's definitely not Ja. you know? Well, actually I'm, I'm curious though, from, from a Knicks fan point, point of view, how do you, how do you uh, judge RJ's start to his career? Do you like him? Well, RJ Barrett at, at first in the summer league and just leading up to it, even in um, preseason, I, I wasn't really impressed with um with his game really. Uh-huh. But um, just that first that first game in San Antonio, and the house has been building. He's he's impressed me. Yeah, you know he, he's not really like a fast guy, but he can he can get into space. Yeah. and then he's so strong he could turn a corner and make a move. So, and I'm really impressed with him. You know, I just wish he could hit his free throws. That's the only thing. <laughs> well, again, that's something like free throws is something you can work on, and he can be a better. Fr- you know, you can't teach talent. You can't teach seven feet. That's what I always say. Yeah. Another thing that we say on our show is the fact that 
you got to give these t- these kids time to acclimate. You know, we were ripping Trey Young at this point last year. His summer league was bad. His first, you know, the first half of the season was bad. And everybody was writing him off. You know, you have to learn how to adjust to NBA life, the travel, the, you know what I mean? The, the physicality, the 82 games, the training. It takes a lot of time. I think RJ's body is ready for the NBA. He's definitely athletically and, and, and physically ready for the NBA. But it's going to take some time, dude, if the Knicks fans have that kind of patience. Well, we right now, from 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 my experience with um, with just meeting different and different um super fans and stuff like that, it's just everybody's kind of just like we've seen it all. So we, nobody's even mad anymore. Right. We get blown up by twenty. The only person that's mad is Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> oh, he's so mad. Yeah, he's he smokes everything. Like he's smoking every every um basically every day that that he's that he's on TV. He's talking about the Knicks. Even Max Kellerman too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But like real diehard fans, we 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 seen so much bad stuff. You know what I mean? Like the Isaiah years where, like, we was um, – oh, He was horrible. Oh, my God, man. We, he, he, was, was banging, calling, he was banging interns too, bro. That was a problem. Isaiah. Yeah. He, he was calling that uh, that executive a, a, a bitch, right? Yeah. Like, what the <laughs> hell? Come on, Z. Yeah, man. We've seen so many bad things that it's like anything that bad that could happen, it's like, yo, whatever, man. We, we, hey, listen, <laughs> we're the next. You're talking to Clipper Nation right here. I've yeah. seen everything bad. I know how to run an organization to the ground. I know this. <laughs> that, what you what you need Dolan to do is be like, you need Dolan to want to pursue his music career, sell the team to somebody that actually cares. Because once we got an owner that actually cared and wanted to make us great again is when everything changed, dude. Yeah. And making the, making the players happy is the biggest fucking thing to do. Dolan is your biggest problem. I don't think it's Fisdale, and I don't think it's the players that you have. I think you have – think about that. You got Knox, you got Randall, you got Barrett. Trier. Trier is good. Um, And then Mitchell. I like like Mitchell. Yeah, Mitchell Robinson. And then then getting people to want to come there, dog. Like, you got nobody in free agency. Well, I guess they did get – Well, no, I mean, they were – they went for two big names and then it went the other way, right? Yeah. Like, and then you, then it's, then it's plan B after that. So they did a good enough job. I mean, you got a lot of power forwards. You got nine power forwards <laughs> and seven point guards, bro. You're good. Yeah, man. We, we, we got, we have four point guards that can't even start one, you know, to start the season. It's like, it's like ridiculous. What about Frank, though? What's the deal with Frank? What's New York's take on Frank? Frank the Tank. Frank well, that's, that is, um, I, I call it PS, um, uh, what, what, what do you call, um, the post-traumatic stress. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Every time we draft somebody, we, we tend to, to trade them or whatever, and they end up doing well yeah. on another team. So most Knicks fans are like, oh, my God, we got to we gotta develop. That's, that's like the key word with most like fair weather Knicks fans, whatever. It's just like, oh, we got to develop the youth. We got to do this, that, and the other. But, I mean, if the guy sucks, he sucks. You know, it's up to the person really to, to kind of get to where they need to go. You can't, like, just blame it on the organization or why this guy can't really um, can't play the game, you know? Yo, speaking on that though, KP just came back, right? Porzingis just came back in the house. Yeah. For the first time, how was that? How did that feel? Well, um, I I, I could have gotten um tickets for that game, but um, I, I was I was expecting him to like to do something stupid like um like don't show up, you know, with like a phantom injury. But um, <laughs> yeah, but this um he he um he handled himself pretty good, man. As far as like um every time they try to give him a baited question, he kind of just gave like a. You know, like like a real chill answer. So I'm I'm kind of good with with KP. You know, 
But you I'll, understand that it wasn't like KP wanted out of there because the organization wasn't treating him right. You know, like he made the right decision. The, yeah, the, I think the wrong okay. the, the wrong decision was trading away KP in the hopes that you're going to get Zion, KD, and Kyrie. That was they weren't really thinking, dog. That was such a bad move. They could have gotten so much more. Hmm. And I don't need to, I don't mean to be ripping on your team at all. And I'm sorry. No, I'm but good with it. Yeah. We're just talking basketball here. Yeah. KP is another one of these guys that's a generational player too. How many seven three dudes can has the whole bag, bro? You know, can play defense, block shots. Yeah, he got hurt. He can shoot the rock. You know he what I'm saying? Rebound, though. What's that? He can't rebound though. Okay. That's fine. Then you get people around him that can rebound. Right. Um, seven again. You can't teach seven three, homie. Yeah, we're done. So, anyways, that's how that's how my that's enough Knicks talk. What else you got, bro? <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know we, we kind of touched on it though, but I I want to I want to just like to um to get the the whole Clipper Lakers vibe because I mean this is the first time we've actually had two basketball teams in in New York and it's kind of weird because most most of the most of the people that are that are Nets fans they're like people that that are not from here you know right. like transplant New Yorkers and stuff they kind of right. just like you know, falling in love with the Nets. And then we have a lot of Asians um, that just started to move into the um, to the city. So it's kind of like a weird fan base or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I just wanted to know, how, how do you guys um, live out there with, with um, sharing the same building and all that, you know? I'll, I'll go. I'll go Let first. Drew go first. Go Let first him give you your piece. Go, Drew. Yeah, it's Laker. It's a Laker nation. Hey, I mean, fuck you, Drew. <laughs> it's, I, I honestly, I feel like it's kind of like – your clips brought it up a little earlier. I think it's pretty similar to the to the relationship that Knicks and Nets have, uh, as far as like popularity, and as far as like history, right? So, Lakers own LA. I would say that it's probably like eighty twenty walking around, maybe ninety ten Lakers over Clipper fans. What do you think? <laughs> uh, and so, you know what 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 it is for a Lakers fan is. Uh, I've liked some Clipper teams. I've liked some Clipper players that have come through. Like, I always liked Blake Griffin. I like DeAndre Jordan. Uh, you know, Chris Paul was cool at a time. But but uh, for me, it's never been a threat. Like, it's always been we we go to the playoffs every year. We win banners. Like, we win rings. But you missed seven years, bro. Well, yeah, we missed seven. And mm-hmm. you guys still haven't made a Western Conference Finals. Still made it to the playoffs. You still ain't made it to the Western Conference Finals yet, bro. So. <laughs> So that's what it is. I think for for the first time ever uh, in this city, both teams are legitimately uh, viable for a championship this year. And that's going to be real interesting. We'll see how many people, you know, try all of a sudden to jump on the Clipper bandwagon and be like, oh, I was a Clipper fan for, you know, all these years. And and the Golden State fans and all that. Right, exactly. And uh, and how many Golden State fans are now going to become Laker fans? You know, like all these, all those. Fairweather fans are jumping ship and putting on LeBron jerseys now. So, um, from from my perspective, it's it's pretty cool actually to have like a, a legitimate rivalry. It's something I've always, always kind of, uh, but and now it's it's finally here. So it's it's pretty cool. What do you think? What do I think? Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> okay. I don't I don't even know how to express myself, dude. I feel that I've. I've tried to put into words on our own show, like how excited I am, you know, opening night, seeing Kawhi Leonard in our Jersey was like literally one of the biggest moments of my life, bro. Like I've, my, my whole life is based around the Clippers. You know what I'm saying? And 
seeing him and like watching Paul George the past two two nights has been unreal. The fact that we have two of the best players in the NBA, if not top three, you know, both of them are top five for sure. Um, it's been hard to deal with Laker fans for 30 years, homie. It's really uh, difficult. The, the Lakers are, are like the most luckiest um, fan base in, in the history of the of, of sports in general, you know? Okay, okay let me say the this. Luckiest? No, no, no. Let luckiest. me say this. They're not – no, let me say this. It's it's very easy to be a Laker fan, okay? And this is yeah. no disrespect. Not to the re- last seven no, years? No, just hold on. It's, it's still very easy to be a Laker fan, okay? Like, if, if you're just – watching basketball and like you're just starting to watch basketball now like yeah i'm gonna go with the lakers fucking purple and gold why would you do that now i'm just if if you're if you're a nine-year-old if you're a 10-year-old but the last seven years your team has been better than 100 100 yes so in the last seven years if you just were coming to the game you would be leaning towards the clippers i it it depends i honestly people ask me like why uh you know, how do people become Laker fans or Clipper fans? It's based on your parents. Yeah. That's what it yeah. is. Definitely. How you were raised. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And But I don't play fair weather shit, homie. There is no, like, with me, there's no, oh, I'm from L.A., so I like the Clippers and Lakers. Nah, right. dude. Yeah, right. you got to you gotta draw a line in the sand, man. You yeah, you pick your fucking flag, dog. Yeah. You can't be... You can't be a San Diego Chargers fan and be a Raider fan. It doesn't work like that. You know what I'm saying? You can't be a New Jersey Nets fan when they were New Jersey and a New York Nets fan. Like you can't. Right. It's just it's just different. So with me, like you said, we got uh uh you guys got a lot new Asian fans like the Nets do now. Mm-hmm. That's most of our fan base. We got a lot of Asian fans. And I don't know why. And that's okay. We'll take whatever fans we got. I only want to talk basketball. And, and talk to real fans that actually know what the hell they're talking about. And it's getting harder and harder to talk basketball with people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, tell so me like, that, if I'm going to talk to a Laker fan, I'm going to be like, okay, where'd Derek Fisher go to college? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> where did, where did you, you know, what's up with Jerry West? Tell me something about Jerry West. Yeah, what Nate- about El- you know what I'm saying? Talk, talk some knowledge to me. And yeah. as a Clipper, as a Clipper fan, you got to ask, okay, are you a Kawhi Paul George fan? Are you a Lob City fan? Are you a Danny Manning fan? Or are you a, do you go back to Bill Walton and Michael Cage and shit like that? You know? Yeah, definitely, man. Like for, for me also too, like, like, like for Knicks fans, we're, we're kind of like stuck in like a lot of the people are stuck in time warps, you know, like the, like the nineties. They took all your yeah, man, like the Knicks haven't been good since um since Patrick Ewing man, missed that um layup or you know or Kiki Vandeweghe when the Knicks got Kiki Vandeweghe like Kiki Vandeweghe man that shit was like fucking like thirty years ago. Yeah, yeah. but if they if they're even mentioning Kiki like then they're those are the people to talk to. Right, but, but in, in New York, man, they'll 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 mention a guy like Kiki or say like Johnny Newman or something like that, but they can't tell you anything that happened since the um since like the the you know the two thousands came. They they can't tell you anything. Right, you know that that, yeah. that that to me that to me is, is disgusting. Like like I tell you, I, every every day I fight Nick fans every day. You know, with, with this. <laughs> Look, homie, try being me, and no matter what I say or whatever stat I pull out or anything, it'll always be a Laker fan be like, "Well, we got sixteen banners." Yeah, you know, we but got we got banners. You can't really argue with that though, because I mean, I the, the Lakers they always had the star play. They had George Mike in for Christ's sake, course. you know, three three straight championships. They went and got Magic. How did they get Magic? They traded Gail Goodrich for for um 
like a, a draft pick with the the Jazz, or whatever. And then magically, that be, it became the number one pick, and and they had just finished having a uh, a championship run. So how the hell did you yes. get Magic after doing that? It's like ridiculous, man. Yes, yeah. it's it's very difficult, homie. And I the thing is, is people talk to me like I don't know this. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to have civilized conversations. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like if I break out some if I break out a great stat or like something that's gonna happen, Laker fans will always revert to like, oh, we well, we got 16 banners, so shut the fuck up. You don't know it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they they will have and and this is what's gonna happen, dude. Say God, God blesses me and the Clippers with a title this year, right? Say say we win a championship and my life is fulfilled, right? Right. And then the next conversation next season will be like, I'll be like, yo, well, we got a chip. And they'll be like, well, we got 15 more than you. Yeah. So it doesn't fucking matter, dude. Yeah. Like, we're definitely in the same boat with that, man. Because, I mean, if the Knicks ever win a championship, we're going to have to win the next 30 championships in order to be like I relevant. I agree. So, back to what you're saying, though, do we love the rivalry? Yes. Los Angeles is lit right now. Um, you know, watching Paul George play the past two games has been ridiculous. That we are going to be a real fucking problem, dog. Just like the Lakers are a real problem, right? You know, um, so we're we're all excited. Christmas Day is going to be yeah. crazy because the Lakers have two losses to do two really good teams. You know, Toronto and the Clippers, and uh, I just don't think the NBA is ready for what the Clippers got with with how special Paul George and Kawhi are going to be together. And we're going to talk about that on our podcast tonight. So <laughs> that's dope. That's dope, man. I can't wait to, can't wait to hear you. I'm, I'm a big fan of you guys, man. You you guys are like, like LA and New York are like polar opposites. And I feel like, you know, what I, what I do on mine is what I'm trying to do on my podcast. You guys are basically doing that in the West coast kind of vibe, you know? Thanks man. Like, well, if you, uh, for the if coast, you ever you know, need us, if you ever need it. us, let us know, dude. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, around. No doubt. No doubt. I know you guys said you just wanted to do um got 25 minutes, you said? Yeah, we're on 29, but that's okay. We won't charge you overtime, bro. <laughs> yeah, we were. <rock> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you guys are sharing the same bill. I just want to make the point, too, is that, like, like um, everyone's trying to um, put New Yorkers against each other, you know? Because, I mean, like, Brooklyn Brooklyn is is not just a city on its own. It's New York. New York is five boroughs. So that, that's, that's, like, a really, really, really big fight that's going on in New York, that, that the media is trying to split us. You know, but like Brooklyn, I'm from Brooklyn, you know, I'm from Brooklyn, but um, I can't, you know, I can't, sh I can't openly shit on, on, you know, a team that has Brooklyn all across his chest, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, at the same time. I can though, homie. I can. Yeah. Both our teams got Los Angeles on it. Yeah. You, you've picked your side. I understand you respect Brooklyn and whatnot, but you're Knicks, dog. You right. are who you are and you got to, you got to stick to that. You can respect you can respect Brooklyn, but you can't fuck with Brooklyn like that. Yeah, you word know? up. That's that's how that's how exactly how I feel about it. But I just I really hate the fact that they they really trying to put you know New Yorkers against each other. You know, that's like that's that's like terrible terrible thing to do, man. You know the LeBron James is one of my favorite players of all time. He's my top three of all time. I've always been a LeBron fan since high school. It was really difficult. We, I I told, Drew and I talked about it like when. When LeBron came to the Lakers, yeah. it makes it really difficult because I hate, like, I have a hatred for the Lakers, right? Right. But I'm also a basketball player, and I'm also not an idiot, bro. I respect basketball players. I respect when people make good moves. So, it like, when LeBron came, it was like, fuck, I hate the Lakers, but I'm definitely going to be watching LeBron play. You know? Well, let me ask you this, though. Yeah. 
would you would you rather have Kawhi and Paul George mm-hmm. or would you rather have LeBron and AD? Like if you could just if you could snap your fingers and switch it, I would. Would I, you? Right now, I want I want Kawhi and, and Paul George. Right. I would. Right. Now, now in in 2011 or tw- when when or 13 when LeBron was a free agent, I wanted 14. him. 14. Yeah, I wanted LeBron to come to the Clippers because I felt him coming to the Clippers with CP and Blake and DeAndre right, right. was a title. I thought he made the wrong decision. I thought his legacy would have been so much bigger if he came to the Clippers and won a title. That's what I'm thinking. I, I, I think your legacy winning with the Lakers wouldn't be as big as it was would be being for the Clippers. I don't know. No, I, I don't know. Okay. Well, it is what it is. Well, from from the outside looking in, like New York, do you do you guys do you do you guys look at New York as as like like um like the end all? Because somebody made a point. I forgot who who made the point, but if like let's say LeBron was to win a title in New York, he would right. become an instant billionaire in a day. You know, he would be like a god. You know, he, yeah. he's a god already, but he would be like you know bigger than a god if he was to win in New York. You know, do you do you guys have that? Yes, hundred yeah. percent. I think I think whoever brings the championship to the Knicks is uh. Like you just said, it's immediate, like billionaire status, like all day love from everybody. It, and it, here's the thing, like I, don't, I as a Laker fan, I always think it's great when like the great organizations are have great teams. Like it's important for the Knicks to be good uh, in the league and they haven't been for a while. And it sucks. It's like same thing with the Chicago Bulls. Like it's important for that team and that city to have a good team and they're not good. And that fucking sucks. So I think whoever brings the championship back to either of those cities that I just named is going to be shrouded in fucking anything they want. Man. And and just a quick point, LeBron was going to take two meetings with two teams, which was going to be the Lakers and the 76ers. If he chose the 76ers and played with them and won a title with them, it'd be the same thing. He'd be a fucking king, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And he's still the- but the Knicks over – Like I think, I think the point that he was trying to make is like the Knicks – it being like the the biggest franchise, like we said, and New York City, right? Yes, I think that's a huge deal. Yes, it doesn't. I, I, like it almost would make that person an instant overnight star if it if that wasn't already the case, right? If RJ did it in like his third or fourth year, he would be immediately a legend, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so, look at look at what Clive Frazier. Jesus Christ, fifty years, yeah. the, guy, the guy he just opened up a restaurant. People still, you know, <laughs> you know, bowing at his feet, and he gets commercials. Hey, dude, I played there. I played at Frazier's restaurant. You yeah, that, that little court there. Yeah. Yeah, I've got hell yeah, dude. I I got nothing but love for New York. I mean, it's it's. I look forward to going to New York every year and playing basketball. The vibes in New York, the energy in New York, the basketball in New York. That's why I like going out there because you guys know what the hell you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? And same with same with L.A. It's different than if you go to Orlando and talk about the magic. You know what I'm saying? Like it's totally different. Right. Yeah, definitely. We both wish nothing but blessings on the Knicks. I think it needs to start from the top down, dude. You guys got to get rid of your owner because you're talking to that somebody that's so hard. Though. You know, it, it's hard because he's worth billions. Like and, I get and it. There's like a handful of people alive that can have, that can put together the money that's needed to make a purchase. Right. So, I don't know, man. It, it, yeah, you're kind of stuck, unfortunately. Yeah, we 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 got to get one on um, one of one of you um one of the LA pimps or something like that to set um set Dolan yeah. up. Pimps ain't got seven billion, son. Yeah, pimps ain't got five billion, but it's all good. <laughs> yeah, man, so that's good, man. It's been, been good talking to you guys, man. You guys are we good. Do this again, dog. Yeah, we got to do it again, on, man.
Yeah, well, um, I, I want to make a point too. That I'm, 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 I'm headed to LA, um, in March, man, for the for the LA Marathon. I'm, I'm training right now for it. Hey, that's what's up, dude. Well, well, we'll, we'll get you down on the pod then. Yeah, we'll that'd be, be dope. That'd... Yeah, no doubt, man. Keep in touch and all that. Let's make sure. it happen, dude. And we're gonna push these Kyrie tees. I need you to push them all over New York for us, dog. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You got, you guys got an ally over here in New York. Let's do it, bro. Right, hey, appreciate the love, homie. Appreciate it. I no doubt. All right. all right, we'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Peace, brothers. Peace. So that was Clips and Drew, host of the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Yeah, man. Those guys are dope. Like I said, they're from L.A. And um, they can really talk the game, man. They uh, they know everything about basically every team in the NBA. You know, they're really super fans of the Lakers and the, and the Clippers. It's dope that, that uh, one guy likes the Lakers, the other guy loves the Clippers, man. So we got a really um, a lot of good um, hot takes about um, sports, fandom, and just um, really stick it to your guns. And that's what the Dianics podcast is about. You know, hardcore Knicks over here. You know, I know we got the Nets in our city. You know, we can respect them. But, um, you know, it's Knicks all day here, man. You got to pick a side, draw a line in the sand, like I said in the in the, um, in the interview. But it's great, man. Yo, thanks again for tuning in. This is E with Any Star. As we do here on the podcast, four fingers to your forehead, tucking your thumbs, salute. And I see you guys out there. Check you out on Instagram, Dianics Podcast. Same thing, uh, Clips and Drew. You can find them at, at Clips and Drew on Instagram. So like I said, like and share, follow everybody, and just show love, man. That's how we do it. Peace. This is a Gorilla Podcast Network production.